From the Brooklyn Paper Building in beautiful downtown Brooklyn, this is Brooklyn Paper Radio. Brooklyn Paper Radio. Another big show of Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm your host, Vince DiMaselli. Of course, with my co-host and deputy editor. That's correct. Anthony Rotona. Last time I checked. Good afternoon, Vince. How are you? Another another beautiful day. It's a gorgeous day. Not as hot as yesterday. A little less hot, which is a little more hum- enjoyable. Humidity's still there. Yeah, it's t- very sticky. Yeah, but they said it wasn't going to be this sticky, and last night there was like a lot of rain. Yeah, there was sort of like a flash... Flash flood warning. Flash flood, flash did your, storm. Did your phone go of off lightning. in the middle of the night? Did My the phone, phone didn't go off, but I and warn you. I heard it from outside, and I saw the sky lighting up. It was beautiful. That wasn't fireworks. No, not yet. But it's that time of year. It, it's the fireworks time of I, year. It's my favorite time of year. And this is the time of year when we do, every year at this time, our pre-summer say goodbye to the interns, say hello to new interns, crazy summer excitement. Spectacular. Show. Exactly. I think that's what we're going to do today. It's the only thing we're going to do today, which you know, hopefully we can fit into an hour I don't know. There's of, so of much going on time. in Brooklyn this year. We're going to have on Bill Roundy, who is our arts and entertainment editor. He's going to come in. He's going to fill us in on all the stuff that he's writing about. I hear he's doing a whole spectacular Coney Island section. Yeah, he's been he's been knee deep in all things Coney Island. You know, going plank by plank on the boardwalk to figure out what wooden plank by wooden wooden plank, plank by wooden plank. Let's hope mm-hmm. um, to find out what is in store down south. This summer, which is very exciting. It is exciting. Coney Island's a, a great beach. Although there was there was a fight there. You said you hear about that? Or yesterday was two days ago. I don't know if something happened. No. Did you see that? I didn't. I don't think you I gotta did. watch the news. I'm in Atlantic City. I mean, and I, I found out about it. My news senses sort of peter out once you go south of Prospect Park. Is that You'll what have to forgive me. <laughs> It's out of, that's out of my coverage area. It's out of my coverage area. So I forwarded. Along. I used to do that when I was a reporter, like on the weekend. I'd like see something happen. They'd say, "Oh, a fire in Brooklyn." Details in ten minutes or something like that. And I'd be like, oh, "Please don't be in Bay Ridge." Uh, yeah, please, please. I don't want to. I don't want to have to do. Please, please don't be in. Bay the Ridge. minute they announce it, that's the first question. You know, I'm sure your listeners are very interested in our processes here. That's the first question I ever ask someone who's pitching a story. Where did it happen? Yeah, where did it happen? Because if it's out of my coverage area, I really don't care about it. It's like you know. It well, that's the thing. Well you be. get to carp compartmentalize that but me you gotta keep i gotta it i'm a, like all of this stuff i like, know no, it's no longer the case where i could say oh thank god that's out of our coverage area because basically everything's our coverage area and now. coney island is even more important to cover over the summer because it is where our favorite baseball team the cyclones play all of their home games another great tradition here is the return of our cyclones coverage that's right every year the brooklyn paper and for for since their inception and since pre previous their inception i covered the cyclones believe it or not tony when they were the queen's kings whoa yeah and they were playing in queens they're playing at st john's university i went out there i met steve cohen the general manager who every year seems to be for whatever reason seems to be the executive of the year in our, in our <laughs> annual Colony Awards. He wins oh, it every yeah. year. Well, <laughs> I think one year he, he, he didn't get it. I think we gave it a Sandy I've Seagull or something like that. But possibly uh, King Henry. But um, Cyclone's coverage is, is part of our... It's, it's in our blood. It's a pillar of this institution. I went to Pittsfield, Massachusetts in like 2007 or 2008 when there was first talk of... I'm sorry, 2000. 1997 or I was going to say. Yeah. No, time flies. Yeah. 
uh, when there was first talk about the Cyclones or a team coming to Coney Island and the Mets moving a team to Coney Island. At the time, the Mets team in, in single A was the Pittsfield Mets, which played at a beautiful stadium that's one of the few stadiums where the batter's eye at sundown, the sun would be in the batter's eye. Oh, they, wow. And they would have to stop the game and yeah. wait for the sun to go below the trees in the outfield. And then they'd start the game back a up sunset again. Sunset stop. Yeah, there was a sunset. It was it was called the sunsetting rule, huh. and they would stop the game. And it, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Gladstone, I think the guy's name was Bill Gladstone, owned the team, had us out at his home up there. And uh, but he was not interested in moving his team. And eventually, uh, the Mets bought a different team and moved that team to. Uh, that is. Yeah, I don't think it, I think it was ultimately the Pittsburgh team. It was not. The, Got I'm it. sorry. The the Pit, Pitts Pittsfield field. Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I had a good uh, good friend of mine who's been on the show, uh, Alec McGillis. Oh, yes. Polk Award-winning yeah. reporter, Alec McGillis. Who's with ProPublica now, right? Yes, he was from Pittsfield. And we went up uh, to his house, uh, his parents' house at the time. At the time, he was like 20, he was probably 22 or 23 years old. Mm. I was like 20, 26 or 27. And uh, we went up to his house uh, there. He had like a train running through his backyard. Oh, wow. Yeah, and... Um, we so you were, just uh, hopped right off. Well, no, it was it was freight. I think. It oh, was freight okay. Train. And yeah, we go out. We went out back there, and he's like picking berries, and he's eating <laughs> berries, which I wouldn't do. I was what from New York. What a bucolic life. Yeah, I was from New York. I was from Staten Island. We didn't eat the berries on Staten Island. Yeah, I. I My mother would scream, "Don't eat that! What are you What are you doing? Get that out of your mouth!" I would never eat the berries on Staten Island or anywhere in the city. Well, it is bucolic out it, there. Yes. I don't know why she was. Uh, I guess she was afraid everything was poison. It's poison. That could be poison. Mothers know best. That might they? be poison. Don't put that down. You don't know where that's been. <laughs> you don't know who grew she that. She still calls and tells you that, by the way. Sometimes <laughs> I can hear her on the other end of your uh, cell phone. She will do that. She will do She will do that. So, But, you know, before we get to that, i got to tell you about my trip. I went to Atlantic City this week. Oh, right. Yeah. For Father's Day, yes? Yes, the Father's Day weekend. So every year, or every other year for me, because uh, two years ago I went down with my brother's I have two brothers, my older brother. Yes, and my the asshole brother. brother. Yeah, that's right. We've talked about it, right? I, I have we said it on air? I, I think so. I hope that we can. I think we have, right? Yeah, I no, think my so. older my older brother's my asshole brother, and uh, my younger brother's my fat brother. Yeah, exactly. So I got my fat brother and my asshole brother. So we were talking about this over the over the weekend about how I introduce them when I talk about them. Oh, these I always names. say the same thing. Yeah. You know, my my older brother and my fat brother. And um <laughs> my asshole brother and my fat brother. And the question always comes up. Well, you, um, why is he your asshole brother? Uh, it's not because he's an asshole. No. It's because he begins and ends every sentence with the word asshole. It's a term of endearment. Well, he says things like, and so I said, the joke for me is, asshole, how many times have I told you not to do that, asshole? But then my brother Scott, who fancies himself a comedian. Okay. You know what his favorite line is now? That's what she said? No. That's good, though. Um... Asshole? No, his new line is comedy is funny. That's his new line. Okay. He's he's doing that. And he's just saying it to people to see what kind of reaction he's he testing gets. the water. He's thinking he wants to try to do stand up or something like that. I said I know some places. I, I mean So he said the problem radio. with my story about uh, Ross, my older brother, my asshole brother, is that I when I say something, I say something mean. And he says I need to take it the other way. It's like asshole. Aren't you going to get your mother's flowers for Mother's Day, asshole? Oh, okay. You know, like he says, yeah. you have to take it uh, two different ways. You know? Yeah, asshole. I I love you, asshole. 
asshole, are you going to come to church with me on Sunday, asshole? asshole? Yeah, like that. You get it. Yeah. He's like, you got to mess it. He says, you can't be mean. No. You have to be nice. It's the it's the unexpected twist. Right. And that's what every joke is. Yeah. Every joke is, well, you're, you're saying this, but you're actually meaning that. It's the surprise. Well, maybe he has a future he in stand-up. He might have a point. We should have him on. Yeah, and then we found out that one of the guys that we went to college with, the Gooch, I should have him on. Uh, the Gooch. The Gooch. I used to deliver Chinese food with this guy. Oh. Yeah. You've uh, talked about your delivery days on the radio. I delivered but never Chinese food. About the Gooch. I delivered Chinese food with the Gooch at Pagoda Delight. <laughs> and, you know, we worked a bunch of days a week. And, and he went to St. John's with us. I went to St. John's. My brother went to St. John's. But Ross knew the Gooch. Introduced me to the Gooch. I needed help one day, and I'm like, Gooch, you think you can do a shift for me? And yeah. And then he started doing shifts for me at Pagoda Delight. So the Gooch, big guy, as you might yeah, guess his name by his maybe name. implies. Like when I say the Gooch, you don't think skinny little guy. No, I. you know what I think of, which poor Gooch, is the Mooch. Oh, you think of the as Mooch. In, as in the Scaramucci, but that's only because of recent popular culture. I don't know. All I remember about the Gooch is we went to his dad's house, and I was 17 or 18 years old, and he was like offering us beers. and said, Hey, you guys want a beer? What do you want? <laughs> his dad was a big Elvis fan, and he had oh, like Elvis paraphernalia all throughout sure. the house, which I appreciate. Yeah. I'm an Elvis fan. I'm an Elvis guy. I'm also a Beatles guy. They say you can't be both. That's not true. So the point is, we go to the Gooch's house. He's offering us beers, and I was like, well, this guy's the greatest guy in the world. And... Uh, now, apparently, Gooch, after all these years, my brother goes to a comedy club somewhere, and it turns out the Gooch is on stage. No. Yeah. And my brother starts heckling him, but the Gooch doesn't recognize him at that point. And then after the show, my brother says, hey, Gooch. And he looks at him, do I know you? He's like, yeah, Ross. Ross, oh, my God, asshole. Oh, my God. Yeah. Does the Gooch still go by Gooch? I think he does. But now i got to look it up. We were supposed to look it up. So the point is, i got to get back to this. Point is, two years ago when I went, I sat down with my asshole brother while he's playing poker. Yes. And he just kept ordering drinks. So I don't even remember what happened that trip. I just know that by the time it got time to go to the next trip, I was still sick a year later. <laughs> so I didn't still go. Still couldn't drink. So I went this year. But this year, I, you know, as you know, I controlled myself. Yeah. I did not, I, I did not sit down with my brother. Uh, this time, I played blackjack. Last time, I just watched it. Instead of drank him. and watched it. Exactly. I played blackjack. And blackjack's an interesting game because it's the only game, I think, down there that you can... I mean, I don't know. They got some other... I don't play the slot machines because that's mm. just crazy. I think craps has a lot... You know, you're rolling dice. I mean, it's yeah. a roll of the dice. It's literally a roll of it's the dice. It's a roll of the only, dice. The only kind of strategy you use in craps, I would think, is like your betting strategy. Like right, right. You can, you know, certain numbers come out more often than certain than other numbers. Right. Obviously, because of how the dice, you know, there's six sides, and, you know, you can get the seven comes out the most. Is it's that just, true? Yeah, well, there's a one and a six. That's seven. Oh, there's yeah, a two, two and, and a five. five. That's seven. Yeah. There's a three and a four. That's seven. Whereas to get snake eyes, you can only roll, to get two, you yeah. can only roll snake there's eyes. There's only one. To roll to 12, you can only eyes. get, you know, to get 11. There's you know two options five and four five and six or that six and five. That all makes sense. And that's so when you're betting, there's a strategy to the numbers that you bet, and about and of course the odds are are based on that strategy. So when you're playing craps, you can have that kind of strategy. But when you're playing blackjack, yes, it's the luck of the draw, hence the term. The luck of the draw, hence the term. But while you're playing, there is strategy that you can do. And like you look like you looking see, at, you know, other people's body language. Or no, no, no. Not so much that. Just just looking at the cards. Got it. So you look at the, you know, based on what the dealer has, you can make decisions how you're going to move forward. So if the dealer is holding a six, you're showing a six and every, 
the vast majority of the cards in the deck are 10 because a queen counts as 10, a king counts right, as 10, a 10 right, counts right. as 10, jack counts as 10. vast majority of cards in the deck is a 10, right? So if he's showing a 6, you're going to assume he's got a 10 underneath, and you're going to assume he's going to pull a 10. That's Thereby the assumption. going over. Right. So then you that's when you can actually up your bet. You, maybe you can double down. You can do all these different things. So there's lots of strategy involved based on on the cards that are out there. And I had a lot of fun playing cards and losing 125 or 130 or 175 or $200. I don't know. I don't like to say As long as you had fun doing it. I, the thing was, I got to play for like five hours. Oh. And that was the pr- I guess it's the price for playing. But then my, my fat brother, yeah. the first night, he lost like $500. Oh, wow. And then uh, yesterday, yesterday morning, we played, uh, we played at a table, and he got back about 400 of it, I would say. Oh, that's not which bad. was nice. Yeah, which was nice. So, so almost ended on an even note. And they all factor in how much we paid for dinner, you know, in the wins or losses. Yeah, into, into the wins. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't factor in the. I'm Do not they factoring serve in food dinner. at table side? No, just drinks. No, they serve drinks, and you can get water, and that's it. And the drinks are free. Like they just keep bringing. I had a Miller Light. Because as you know, I can't drink the, the fancy you can't beer drink anymore. The, no, nor the scotch down there. Because mm, no. that was problematic. Did your wife go? No. Or is it just a boy's trip? No. I, I don't know. Day. I don't know. Father's Day. Well, <laughs> no wives. She may have wanted to celebrate. She did, but I went anyway. <laughs> so they have. So it. she and Vince were waiting for you at home. I listen. They got me a nice pair of pajamas. Says uh, best dad ever. That's ever, nice. Ever. Ever. No it might, ER. it might have been ever. Best dad, Eva. Eva. <laughs> best dad, Eva. Uh, and my son got uh, best kid ever. So we had oh, matching pajamas. That I like nice. that. And the boy's graduating this week. I know. Two, two They grow up days? so fast, Tony. I mean, they grow up so fast. When I knew him, he was just a, a young fourth grader. I know. And now he's already graduating. And now he's a graduating fifth, fifth grader. Fifth grade graduate. So that's happening this week. And yep. then his summer off before he starts at a new school. New school, yep. He's going is, to the fancy prep school. Yeah, on top of the hill. Yeah, on t- way up on top of the hill, Toad Hill. Which is so exciting. Iron Hill, or whatever they call it. So he must have great plans for the summer. Well, he's got he's got camp. We're getting a call. Are we getting here. a call before we've even opened the lines? We haven't even opened the lines. Are you going to take it? Hit accept. Let's see what happens. Hey, this is Brooklyn Paper Radio. You're on the air. Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, uh, good. Well, this is Gersh Constant, first-time caller, long-time fan, first-time long-time. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Uh, what, what can we do for you on, on Brooklyn Paper Radio? Well, who locked the door? I, I got coffee I want to bring in. Oh. Oh. Can someone open the door? The, which door? <laughs> there are a lot of doors. This door, It was locked before. Is it this door here? All right. Let's send Jimmy over. Jimmy's checking it out. Oh, there he is. Oh, okay. Whoa. Is that is that decaf or regular? Oh, thank you. Whoa. This is the, that looks like a beer. A first time. Yeah, that looks like a Guinness. I mean, from when I... It hasn't been that long since I got back from Ireland and... Those wow, beers. Nice. Thank you. Thank so you, Gersh. It's a cold brew. It's a Starbucks cold brew. That's Whew. the official cold brew of Brooklyn Paper Radio, at least when I was running the show. Yeah, it was. It is, was my ra- is, my, is my microphone on, brew. by the way? Because I can't tell. Put on your headphones. Oh, look. Oh, so. It what are we talking like about? It. Because I got a lot to say. All right. Well, we are talking. This is our big summer preview show. 
Great. Summer we're going to go into the Cyclones tonight. We, we were just talking about We mentioned the cyclones. the cyclones. We were just finishing up our chat about my trip to Atlantic City. Yeah, sure, with that my, was a 35-minute conversation. With my two brothers. You know them, right? Well, you got your asshole brother and your fat brother. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know that. So, so uh, yeah, we were just we were just talking about that. But we're, we were finishing up. We were about to move on to our, our, uh, our summer preview. Exactly. Which... Beach, what are, yeah. broads, and beer. Beach, broads, beer. Bill Roundy, who's going to be sharing you know, a lot of what's ahead down in Coney Island. He's putting together a spectacular package on that. Yeah, it's going in today. So you're going to Cyclones game tonight? Uh, yeah. well, would I be remiss if I just it interjected for a second? Sure. It's great to be here. Mm-hmm. It's great to have you here in the flesh. This may be the only room in New York City. Especially Brooklyn, but in New York City, where I can come in and people are like, "Hey, it's Gersh." Yeah, yeah. there is. You the, get a hero's welcome. I, but I'm like, I go home. My kids don't. Nobody, not even the dog, gives me a hero's welcome. I mean, what is going on in this city? I, I don't know. I don't understand it because you know you're always welcome here. But no, but it's but it's worth. Let's just explore in depth, just for a second, like a short in depth. Let's go deeper for a second. What is going on out there? I mean, I, as you know, I'm between jobs, Tony. I well. Again, once, I once might again. call it unemployed, but I, I'm between jobs, and I have sent out. I mean, by my last count, twenty-five uh, cover letters and resumes for actually listed jobs in the last month, and not a single one has even sent me. Oh, we'd like to talk. We, can we talk by phone? Nothing. Do you send a headshot? <laughs> I should, right? I should. <laughs> that that might be the. The headshot would be good. Maybe the headshot, because it would obviously speak to my uh, theatrical proclivity. Sure. If you put that in there, that'd be great. Imagine they, good looks. Imagine they open up the you know the resume and they get the headshot with it. Yeah. Like that's a change. That's a game changer. True Come story. Come on in. True story. My first job, the first job I ever got in journalism was at a professional wrestling magazine. And they had listed a job in the old school newspaper, New York Times Sunday. Yeah. I applied. It was me and one other guy were the finalists. And they decided to hire both of us because in the end, they liked that videotape I sent of myself because I was living at home then. I was unemployed, mm. living at home with my, and I did Between a videotape. Yeah. And this was in, in New York? This was in Ardsley, New York, where I grew up. Yeah. And I sent, the wrestling magazine was out on Long Island. I sent them a videotape of me just like puttering around the house complaining about my parents. Uh-huh. And they hired me off of that. They liked the video. Sent a bad message, though, because in the end, I keep thinking I'm going to get jobs that way, like by masturbating in David Walentis' apartment or... Or sending, you know, videotapes. Not the apartment that he lives in. The apartment he was trying to sell. Well, he was both, actually. Yeah, well, that happens. That was the clock tower apartment. So what? So I asked Vince, who is one of the great mentors in my life, brought me off the scrap heap of New York City journalism. I did. Yes. That that wrestling magazine. What do you think, honestly, is going on? I think that my cover... Just a little background. I think my cover letters are fine. I think my resume is solid. I mean, I I have it with me if you want to go over it. Mm -hmm. What do you think, ultimately, is the issue? I think that um, I think and this that is a safe space. You can be as honest. I as know. You know. No, I think that that people don't get you, mm. and there's only a few people that do, wow. and those are the people that need to hire you. And how? And who are these people? Um, they are. And I think, I think that sometimes you rub people the wrong way. Yeah, I, I rub people. Yeah, I know you rub people <laughs> I mean, the I wrong r- way. <laughs> I rub people, and it's Period. only those that understand you. <laughs> He rubs people. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's only those that understand you know what you, what you can do. <laughs> I think we've gotten to the bottom of it, though. Yeah, I mean, you I have think to stop rubbing people, Gersh. <laughs> yeah, it is the rubbing. The rub- but again, this is not the Gersh Kuntzman show. <laughs> I just, I, I, I would like we no. go in depth for a short amount of time. Now yeah. I'm pulling back. We need to pull back. I think we hit the bottom. We need to pull back because we need to get Roundy in here to talk about 
what's happening this summer in Coney Island and beyond. And beyond. Don't Across we? the borough. Yeah. What's, what's Roundy's extension? That would be 4507. Okay, let's do that. You ready? can't believe you just gave it out like that. Well, he's going he's to get inundated. You can call Roundy at any time. Yeah, he loves to take listeners' phone calls. Yeah, you can call him any time. Hey, uh, Bill Roundy, why don't you come in and do, do the show? Sure. Thanks. All right, Roundy's coming in. Make sure just, that's all. Just for the purposes of me not having to physically get up, can we put this microphone on, too? Yeah, that'll I'll be on. I'll give yeah. him that. No, you know, yeah, we, no, have, we, no, you we, know we, we have four microphones. We've had he four He's fine. He's like the Beatles to... tonight. Oh, you want to give him a headset? Where is he? He's come. Oh, oh, make sure that door's unlocked. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's Bill Roundy. We only, lock, we only lock it when we Brooklyn think Paper Arts and Entertainment Editor. And a national treasure. A national treasure. If Bill Roundy. If you read my Twitter. Well, no, on the and cover of the, the Brooklyn cover Paper. Of the Brooklyn Paper. It literally said that. Did it not? Just a few weeks ago. That, let's get, let's get, do a little voice check. Do it again. Hey, can anybody hear me? How's that? Can you hear Roundy? Can you hear my dulcet tones? You know, Bill I Roundy's got a here. great voice for radio. Great voice. For radio, do it again. Hello, hello. See, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Now, Bill, you've been doing a lot. You went to the Mermaid Parade this weekend. Tell us what it was like. I did. It was fantastic. It was very hot. Fantastic. Sure, it wasn't fantastic. Thank you. Exactly. How, um, how so? Um. Uh. Well, everybody was dressed up. Just spectacular costumes everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, really entertaining groups. There was uh, a bunch of marchers came along. Uh, they were dressed as they were mermaids, but they had the tops of uh, Supreme Court justices. Oh, really? Oh. And they were the Ruth Wader Finsburgs. Ah, you see, They're, that's a play on words. They, they were hoping for some sequel rights. Sequel oh, rights. sequel rights. I was going to say a sea of change, but that way. that works. This is why I got these guys writing headlines. Wait, I don't get sequel rights. C. Sequel. C. Equal. Oh, C S E A. Okay, yeah. I thought maybe they were trying to get like another movie made about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, you know, there is one out right now. Did yeah. you? Is there? R B G. It's called. Is it playing in Brooklyn? At the Nighthawk. <laughs> Roundy knows it all. Roundy knows you it all. cannot put anything but past Bill Roundy. Bill buried the lead a bit in his recap because not only did you go, but you participated. No. Well, well, I uh, I worked my way into the judges' stands. Oh. Yeah. I have See, a now that's contacts down there. So. Uh, and as a judge, who did you judge and why? Well, each of there are a bunch of different categories. Uh, you know, there's best mermaid, best King Neptune, best marching band, etc. Uh -huh. And the judges accept bribes. Well, oh, so that's if, a nice touch. If you were in the stands, they will come over, and uh, there are lots of lots of candies and gifts, and there's some liquor. And oh, there's no wow. problem. There's no problem with bribes down at Sodom by the Sea, correct? No, no, they're all for it. It's all it's all they, part of the. It's got its name. I thought it was Baghdad by the Bay. Baghdad by the Bay? The we've People's Playground? We've used all of them. Have we? Yeah. Baghdad. We did. No, no, that's that's San Francisco. Isn't it? All right, I'll, I'm going to withdraw again. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so so you went down there. Keep robbing people. You, you made your way in. And what were some of the bribes you received? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, I have... What was your favorite bribe? Uh, I have the most fantastic handbag now. Oh, uh, really? Because I was dressed as King Neptune, so I had a sort of blue... Uh, blue robe going on and a crown, and someone gave me a like a purse shaped like a sleeping dragon that also matched my outfit. Wow. Whoa! And it just they just happen to have that. Yes, apparently they didn't know you were coming. Uh, they also had handbags that were shaped like dogs. They were fuzzy dogs. They were throwing to the judges. Hmm. 
now I know. So it just yeah. seems like Graft is is king down there in Coney. It absolutely a- is, and at City Hall, and also uh, the uh, uh, the king and the queen of the Mermaid Parade this year were uh, Amanda Palmer, the musician, and Neil Gaiman, the writer, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and they were a lot of fun. So I got to be nearby for when. Do they come in? They give them special treatment. They come in in like a big cattle convertible Cadillac or something like that. How's that work? Uh, they have an old. Um, it's like a, a wicker cart from 1905. Oh wow! That they used to push people down the boardwalk. Oh, it's it's that old and it's original. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. And who who keeps that? Who has that like uh, in their in their storage area? Oh, uh, that's at uh, Coney Island, USA. Oh, so Ziggin. Yep. How's Dick Ziggin doing? How's he? What's he up to? Is he writing any plays? He's doing great. He has a new top hat this year. Ooh. He's been wearing the same top hat for the last 35 years. He finally bought a new one. Yeah, that's like Willie Nelson's guitar. How can, he, how can he go and do that, though? Isn't that, that kind of controversial when he gets rid of his old top hat? You know, he was very excited. Wait, wait, you know, it's time for change. Where do the old ones go? The Coney Island Museum. That's what I was going to say. They should, they should be on display. He also has two new tattoos. He's done it again. What? Are, what, are, what? Did you get a look at them? Or? Uh, yeah, one of them uh, is a map, sort of a map of his life. Oh, it's, it's Dick Ziggin's life in tattoo. Exactly. Very good. They fit um, Dick Ziggin on his own tattoo. I don't know how I did it. It's, life, it's actual size. Magical. Oh. It's very he is. He's a tattoo of himself. That's, that's <laughs> wonderful. And what's the other one? Uh, I... Don't care. Don't remember. Yeah, it was not. It was something Earth-related. I don't remember what. Uh, exactly. And he's still the mayor of Coney Island, or he's. Uh, he is, and you know, he no accepts, one's going to try to take that title. And he accepts crap. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what the mayor fair does. Question. Fair it's question. From yeah. the top down, usually. Yeah, that's usually how it works, right? Okay. Is he being investigated? Well, they don't even. They don't investigate. They have an in- honorary investigative arm of the of the <laughs> complex of interest board. That does that. <laughs> That's how it works. You know a lot about Coney. Gosh, you've been you you've been. Uh, well, you know, the I'm I'm the dean of the Cyclones press corps. Well, yes. you were quoted in a story this week. Yeah, because we, you knew that that trade bet- for L.J. Mazzilli, uh and what was his name Coleman. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're if you're uninitiated with what Vince is talking about, obviously the Cyclones and the Yankees. The, the hated state, Staten Island Yankees the evil made, a, made a trade. Yeah, they did. And I, I accurately put it into the context that Vince's reporter needed. So I appreciated that call. No, no, it was important because they say that the Yankees and Mets can't make trades. You know, they're not going to make trades ever because if the trade goes awry, it's going to make one front office look bad. Right. You know? So they and stay away. In this case, I think Gersh rightfully pointed out that when the Yankees uh, sent Kendall uh, Coleman to the Mets for L.J. Mazzilli, Gary said, this is going to help the Cyclones because L.J. Mazzilli is in AAA. It, it, it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, this is a one-sided deal, is it not? I mean, he certainly doesn't matter to the Brooklyn Cyclones. He certainly doesn't. And then Kendall, Kendall uh, Coleman hits a home run, the deciding home yeah, run the, in a game. The game-winning or the game-changing run. And you got to thank Steve Cohen for moves like that. I mean, the general manager of the Brooklyn, and vice president general manager, general, he's got lots of different titles over there. This guy doesn't make a wrong move. Oh, you know that he goes to the winter meetings. He's scouting other uh, teams. Well, I mean, the, the Aberdeen Ironbirds get plenty of visits from Steve Cohen. They do. He's, he's checking out the talent. He's making sure the Cyclones have the best. It hasn't worked out for the last few years, I think because their, their farm system really hasn't been producing the talent that the Cyclones need. But uh, we're, we're hoping for a turnaround. Maybe we'll make that so through trades. Maybe we'll make it through free agent signings. I don't know, but so, so far so good this year. Cyclones three are three and one. Wins, yeah. Three and one. I'd, I'd like to ask Bill Roundy, who is obviously the expert of all things go Brooklyn. Yes. How were the Cyclones drawing the la- last year and the year before? I I must admit I only went to a couple of games. 
How come you only went to a couple games? You're usually there. You're the dean. I know, but you know there were other assignments. I would think yeah. you'd know better. I'm also the dean of the biking journalist advocacy community. I'm also the dean of the investigative you, Brooklyn. You, you, know, wear, you wear, a wear a lot of hats. He wears a lot of those. So are the cyclones hats. in any danger of folding? Or are they being supported well by the fan base? Uh, every time that I went to a game, it seemed to be pretty well uh, supplied with fans. How often do you go to a game, Bill? Uh, I go about twice a twice a season. Twice a season. Yeah. I will say this: they are doing better than the Staten Island Yankees, uh, as far as uh, as far as attendance is concerned. And but both the teams actually do fairly well, you know, in in the grand scheme of things. But I think the Staten Island Yankees don't do as well as they would like to do, and it probably has to do with the fact that the stadium is in a place that's very difficult to get to on Staten Island. Really, believe it or not, at the end of the train line. Oh, it's difficult to get it's to. It's difficult to get to for Staten Islanders who are who are car drivers. It's, it, well, that's their own damn fault. It's I know. literally at the end of the train line. It's not difficult for me, Gersh, because I live right around the corner. I can walk there. Matter of fact, if you want to go there this Sunday, there's a game at 1 o'clock, and then we can go get some nice Sri Lankan food. And it's not difficult from the ferry because it's right, it's walkable no, from the No, it's actually right? a better location for people living in Brooklyn Heights than it is for people living on Staten Island. And the day that the management there recognizes that fact and starts going after tourists and starts going after people that live in lower Manhattan who can be there in 25 minutes on the ferry and, and be right at the ballpark, that's when the stadium will fill up, when they go after those people, when they start advertising in the Brooklyn paper and in Brooklyn Heights. And on Brooklyn paper radio. It's, it, you could get to, from Brooklyn Heights, you could get to the Staten Island Stadium faster than you can get to, uh, to uh, Coney Island. You think that well, by uh, train. You think that your ad staff has reached out to the Cyclones and the Yankees? I've, I've, t- I would hope so. I've, I've pointed it out to them oh, because I know they're listening to Brooklyn Paper Radio. Oh, and as the are. dean oh, yeah. of the investigative community here in Brooklyn, I would ask that question. Mm-hmm. Well, the so dean always knows. I know the Cyclones did close to close to eight thousand for opening night, which is a sellout. Um, and I know that last night they had about three thousand. Yeah, I think they were so like it used to be when they opened in 2001, 2002, they were literally sold out every night. And there was, believe it or not, a time when they said the Cyclones made more money than the Mets. Hmm. Now, I think that time has passed. Well, they've actually reduced ticket prices this year. Yeah, that was the next thing. What are the prices now, Bill Rowdy? You well, they, the they've stuff. gone down a whopping $2. They, I believe wow. it's $18 for what they call... Field box mm-hmm. and twelve dollars for what they call box. Well, listen, That's it's a, a bargain. That's it is a beautiful less than a movie ticket. It well. is a beautiful stadium uh, on the water. Nice, cool breezes at night. It's never too hot. Well, not a bad last, seat. last night there was a tremendous downpour in the middle of the game. Sixth inning, they had to stop the game. They do that sometimes in baseball. When yeah. it rains, well. they stop playing. Rain delay, right? That's, That's what, what they, they call, call that. That's what they call it. Well, the nice thing, the other nice thing about the Cyclones is th- they do loads of promotional nights too, right? Where Last they get night was was lunch box night. It was a catcher's protective chest thing uh-huh. lunch box night, and I really wanted to go. It with was a ben. chest protector lunch box. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the, I'm not the dean of the linguistic community, but uh, I really wanted to bring Ben to the game last night. He was very excited. Got home. He's just like, Dad, can't do it. Can't do it. Just he didn't want to go. Too tired. He was up till midnight the night before on some college visit with his sister. Whoa. Oh, where'd, they, where'd she go? Yeah, University of Wisconsin. Wait a second. Well, they visited the University of Wisconsin. In one day? Well, no, no, no. They went out on Friday. They came oh, back Sunday night. Oh, I see. Night. I see. Wow, Wisconsin. Yeah, That's Jane, home, home. We should get Jane on the phone. Jane's thinking about going to college. That's home of Mel Walkay. Mel Walkay, right. Mel Chief Mel Walkay, yeah. yeah. But I actually interrupted. Bill, I'm curious. you got the Cyclones. you got the beach, the beer, the broads. What else is going on? I mean, Celebrate Brooklyn. Is, I'm going to see, uh, oh, I'm yeah. going to see uh, Amy Mann on Thursday. 
What else is going on in Brooklyn this summer? Because I got a girlfriend whom I love. I hope you're listening, honey, Angela. If you're out there, I love you. Call in. What can I do with her this summer? Well, there's a lot going on. I mean, of course, there's the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. There's no more romantic event than that. No, no. that is. No. There is something very romantic about that hot dog eating well, contest. Well, she's, um, she's German, Angela. So she loves, oh, well, a, she loves a good there's food. Definitely food, no food yeah. She likes yeah. the tube steak, is what you're saying. She likes the tube steak, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, in, in German, they call it das Tubstachen. There you go. Like <laughs> I thought you weren't the dean of the linguistics department. Well, yeah, I mean, baseball I linguistics. Speak. I do speak baseball German. linguistics. I used to edit many Gersh. foreign tongues. Many foreign tongues. <laughs> I used to edit Gersh and clean up all that stuff. Well, back point in is, day. I don't. I, you know, I actually was the dean of the hot dog eating championship <laughs> journalism because I really was, and I nobody stopped, covered it better. I've no. stopped going though. I've stopped going because I actually feel like the contest has gotten to the point where it's just too much. Like it was nice when twenty or eighteen could win, which. Think about it. Twenty now hot dogs and buns requires too much consumption. Yeah, it's that your grotesque. Average eater can't really seventy-two even. last year. Seventy-two, wow, which is crazy. Yeah, that is grotesque. So I would, I actually have talked to George Shea. I'm actually meeting with him tomorrow on expense account, not not mine, of course, because I'm between jobs. And we're going to talk about this year's contest, and I'm going to urge him to bring the length of the contest down to five minutes. Well, they've already shortened it. To begin with, from correct? twelve to ten a couple of years ago, it yes. went from twelve to ten, and but the numbers kept going now you up. Now you want to half it. I want to half it. So Joey Chestnut is this year again. Did he win last year? Or did he lose? Sure, yeah. He, he won won lost last two year. years he ago. Won. Right. won the title back. Made this his big comeback. Year. But there's a new. I heard there's a new Japanese, uh, a new Japanese contestant. Have you heard about this? Uh, I've heard about him, but I don't really think he's in the running. They come and go. The Japanese yeah. come and go. Maybe they'll win one year. But Joey Chestnut really is. Well, the, the tsunami s- was something else. But yeah, but Chest- Chestnut has eclipsed all of Takira Kobayashi and uh, Nakajima's records, of course. But Joey Chestnut is probably the greatest eater I have ever seen, other than Vince when we won the Vic Josie Award and had a free steak dinner in Chicago. That was fantastic. Oh, wow. and there's no that was a one-time steak. thing. No better steak than was in it Chicago. A, was, was it an, a steak-eating contest? No. Can we put you up, got one steak. Can we, can we put up a picture of that? Because what we did is we won the Vic Josie, so yeah. put up that picture. Johnny. Yeah, you got it. Johnny. And then oh, we went out shot. to one of those. If you can eat the seventy-two ounce oh, steak, okay. you get it for free. Now sure. he didn't eat the seventy-two ounce steak, no. but he made such a significant dent that there wasn't enough to even bring home. That's how you know. I mean, we were in so Chicago. So he more also. or less ate it. He more or less, but they yeah. didn't credit him because he didn't finish it. But no. still, he ate like probably sixty-five ounces of steak. Couldn't get through the whole wow. thing. And that, and the whole time the Vic Josie Award was sitting right next to us on the table. I was down kind of cheering us inspiring, on, inspiring, yeah, inspiring yeah. every bite. That okay, so hot dog championship, beer, babies, and broads, etc. What else you got on the agenda? Well, the concert that I'm most excited about right now, next week, the Insane Clown Posse yeah. will oh, be yes. in town. Oh, they're yes. back, huh? That's yeah. A good one. Juggalo Nation. There's a, where are they playing? Uh, at the Well in Bushwick. Ooh. It's part of the Rooftop Film Festival. Mm. Okay. There's a comedy about a 12-year-old who runs away to become a juggalo. And so after the screening, they've gotten the actual Insane Clown Posse to show up and that's, do a concert. That's a hat tip. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. you got to do that. Well, you know, it, if we could take one very short digression, because Bill Roundy, I don't get a chance to talk to him that often, and he knows everything about... Brooklyn Even when you show up unannounced <laughs> at his parties? <laughs> it wasn't unannounced. He was having a birthday party, and I was in the area. Okay, so that's, that's one plus one equals two. All right, but, but Bill, you know the entire environment of entertainment in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You also know about me and my renown. Do you think a Gersh Kunstman run and produced dinner theater, hipster dinner theater, we call it hipster dinner theater just for shorthand, yeah. could that work in the right venue in the right part of, part of the borough at the right price? Sure. 
I mean, Gersh Kunstman, the name alone is going to draw people okay. in. Okay, ask us inside. No, if you had it, say I was doing dinner theater and it was like $40 a ticket, but you got a meal and the meal was had a reputation. People were like, oh, the meal's not even bad. And then the play, oh, the play's not even bad. Would be watching a Gersh Kunstman play? Not always. I, what I would do, I would run Murder at the Food Co-op, SGV the Musical, and my forthcoming show, The Earl, in repertory, kind of like you'd. You know, at any given week of the month, one of them would be playing. Sure. Then we'd have like a classic. comedy night. Maybe we'd do movie night. We'd have someone else's show. You'd have a burlesque night in there. There you go. So I think you could make that work. Sure. You have an early show and, uh, and uh, maybe uh, you work dessert blue show. for the later show. A dessert show, maybe. Mm. Mm, he just added a whole other element. A dessert show. I like the second show. That's like old school Elvis concerts, you know, in Vegas. That, that's kind of cool. So you think there might even be a market for this? Untapped market. No, no one else is doing it. But that's that's the part that scares me. I think dinner theater done in the right place, you know, you'd have to be in Williamsburg. That's very expensive. I, I don't know. I think maybe Bushwick. You know, there's still a couple of warehouses left. Right. Yeah. A couple of warehouses. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get my it. friend David Walentis maybe to talk to me, the one I, whose apartment I masturbated in. Maybe he can help you out. Just, yeah, send I, him I'm going to clean that up. I'll just clean that up. <laughs> just clean it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't really make a big mess. Uh, we're gonna, anyway, we'll talk more. What else is going on this weekend? Or this summer, sorry. It is summer. Uh, well, of course, there's also uh, plenty of concerts going on down by the beach. Bare Naked Ladies are going to be playing uh, next Wednesday with, what is it, Better Than Ezra? It's a very nice. Oh, wow. Better Than Ezra. Wow. Wait a minute, they charge for that? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> tickets was... start at $10. Okay, oh. fair enough. $10. Bare Naked Ladies and Better Than Ezra, 10 bucks. Yeah. Wow. That that's, is like, that's actually not a bad bet. Ba- that's a, bad, that's a good, that's a good yeah, deal. That's, that's a kind good. of nostalgia tour, 1990s yeah, nostalgia yeah. tour. That's well, good. But bare naked good. ladies are not spin doctors, right? Because no. I'd like to see spin doctors. They're no, spin doctors <laughs> were two princes. Oh, but the bare naked ladies did that chicken song, right? One week. Chickeny China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken, yeah. yeah. China. I would pay $10 to hear that song. Just right that, right? Yeah, yeah. Just the song, just the single song. Live and in person. And the better than Ezra was the good people. It was good. It was good. It was good living. Wait, that's better than Ezra. I have an uh, album. Okay. Can I'll you call that. that up, Jimmy? All right, what oh, else yeah. we got? Uh, there's plenty of uh, theater going on. Uh, Shakespeare in the Parks. going to be uh, Midsummer Night's Dream starting. Any nude Shakespeare? Uh, I'd like nude Shakespeare. Is that happening? Uh, there is going to be some nude theater, but they've moved on to a different 16th century playwright. Oh, who? Uh, it's going to be uh, The Rover uh, <laughs> by the first uh, female playwright. All right, hold on. I do not remember. Let's backtrack for a second. You're doing a 16th century show, mm-hmm. and you're not doing Shakespeare. Correct. You're you doing do some no-name 16th century playwright. Uh, I, I don't, don't think, I don't I think that's not people, fair. Oh, oh I, he couldn't remember the name. Uh, Hence, uh, no well, name. doesn't mean there is no Oh, name. there is a name. Uh, I don't think that people are going to the naked Shakespeare necessarily for the name of the playwright. Well, I mean, Shakespeare. There may be other attractions. That are, people are going to check out. This is something I got to remember for new no, uh, for, for new, new dinner for theater. Your dinner theater, yeah. <laughs> new dinner theater is a good idea. Wait, but go, go back to the Midsummer Night's Dream because I have to say, of all the Bard's classics, I happen to like Midsummer Night's Dream. I think the the role of Bottom, the Joiner, is the greatest kitschy, schlocky, sticky role that the Bard ever wrote. Where is it playing, or when play. can I see it? Uh, it uh, actually opens next Wednesday uh, at Carroll Park. I am writing yeah. this down. Write it down. Was it every night? Probably tell wait. tell us when we can see it. Wait, is it tonight actually? That no, might be. actually, I yeah. It officially, it officially opens this Friday uh, at Carroll Park and Carroll Gardens. Well, I and it'll I play for two will weeks. bring you my kids to, to that. Uh, Brooklynpaper.com for the review for the story and you know full run. T- is run the butcher of Flatbush Avenue extension doing the review? I don't. 
is the butcher doing a review, or did we just preview? We just it? did a preview. Well, you know, because you can hire the butcher. He's out there. He's available. He's between jobs he's right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So it's in Carroll Park every night for a couple of weeks? I believe it's uh, Thursday through Sunday for two weeks, and then it's going to move to the Actors Fund Theater for a week. But who is playing bottom? A gentleman whose name I do not yeah, recall. I got to say, it's the but greatest I tell you, role. He looks great in a pair of donkey ears. Nice. Okay. Seen in promotional photos. Bottom is one of the great characters. If you can hear the sound of my voice, will Bill Shakespeare write another character like Bottom? Bottom. What else is going on this summer? <laughs> you know, I actually played Oberon in uh, my college production of Midsummer Night's Dream. Oberon is another great character. He also chews up the. Did you chew the scenery? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not bad. All right, what else you got? We Not got? to put you on the spot, but you are the entertainment <laughs> editor of the That's Brooklyn Baker. He's got notes. Look, he's got notes. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of great uh, Cyclones promotions that are going on. There are new breweries that are opening all over Brooklyn, wait, wait, let's, too. Let's, yeah. I told you, beer, beach, Be- and broad. So right. what, what, what are, tell me all about the breweries. Uh, so Brooklyn Brewery just opened their new tap room. I read about that in Brooklyn Paper. I've heard about that. Now, what is what is a tap room exactly? Is that a place you can go and eat? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or is it a tap see. dance? They have these taps. <laughs> I, I thought maybe tap dancing. Maybe they're taking your dinner theater idea, Gersh. Yeah. Uh, so a uh, tap room or a tasting room is a no, place for, the, for the uninitiated. The, uninitia- the uninitiated? Context is everything. Uh, yeah, what is, what is a tap room? Go. Uh, it's a room in a brewery where you can go and sample the beers sort of fresh no, from the second. source. You're telling me they never had a tap room at the Brooklyn Brewery all these years? Been no. there forever. Uh, no, but they have a new one now, which they have completely renovated. Oh, so wait, it's a renovated old tap room or right, it's a new I, tap room? Uh, it is a renovated old tap a room. renovated yes. old tap we, room. But it's been completely transformed. Can we do the next show from that tap room? That would I be think, good mm. for both the Brooklyn Paper and the Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah. We should work that out. We should talk to them. But what's that guy's name? Hindi? On Steve taps. Hindi. In yeah. fact, I'm going to text him right now, and I might have an answer by the time the show is over. Let's find out about that. All right. Brooklyn Brewery tap room. What else is going on? Uh, so Braven Brewing is also opening up. They're finally opening uh, their brewery in Bushwick. Uh, so is Grim Ales should be opening mm-hmm. actually in the next week or two oh, wow. in Williamsburg, uh, and then Stillwater Ales is going to be opening in the fall in Greenpoint. So I'm looking forward to just doing That's a, a big lot of tour. Suds. Yeah, well, I have one question again, Tony. About kind of looks a little bit back at my past just for a second, if you'll yeah. allow a digression. Yeah. So when I got out of college, in 1987, the one complaint we had during college was why is the beer so bad? So a lot of people after in that era opened up craft breweries, made a fortune, Yeah, right? Which I didn't participate you in. You didn't do. No. But I have been drinking the products. My question for Bill Roundy is, when do we get to a saturation point of craft beer? In other words, right now in Brooklyn, there are so many places to get all this beer you're talking about. Have we, as we say in the business, jumped the shark on craft brewing? I don't think we have yet. Okay, why is that? Uh, well... So this weekend, there's going to be a beer festival focused just on IPAs. And if you look at it, it's sponsored by Other Half Brewing, who specialize in IPAs. And I've been to their tap room, and they've got 22 taps, 20 of them are IPAs. And I figure, and the place was completely packed. Hmm. So if you can specialize to that degree and still have a huge following, I feel like there's even more of an untapped market Is for all India the other varieties. Is India Pale Ale and IPA? India? That's right. Yeah, and you In- know why it's called that? No, I don't. Well, I'm, I'm sure Roundy does. Explain. Because uh, when they were shipping, when the British were shipping beer to their troops in India, they realized it was going bad partway there. But they stuffed it full of hops, then it would keep the flavor and it would act as a preservative. 
So the hops are just a preservative in those beers. Well, there were probably were already were some hops, in and they the also beer. add flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I did not know that either. I mean, you're talking yeah. about the 19th century. Ships were slower. There was no refrigeration to speak sure. of. The British like their beer warm, a little bit warmer than we do, and so anything's possible. And I've just learned the difference between New England IPAs and West Coast IPAs. Well, what is that difference? Yeah, tell us. Uh, it, cascade hops. It has to do with when you add the hops mm. to the beer. Ah. If you add it at the beginning, then it becomes, like as it boils, then it becomes bitter. Whereas if you add it at the end, it just adds sort of flavor and uh, an aroma without adding any bitterness. So let me ask you this. Huh. You're a beer professional. You guys think you know what you're talking about. What's, what was like Budweiser? What was Bud, What was mm. Miller? What kind of beers were those? I mean, they said that they were... They're just a lager, aren't just they? A, just, just a, a lager? lager? Yeah, just a lager or a pilsner. And what's the difference between, say, a lager pilsner versus an IPA? Mm. Well, for one thing, uh, a lager actually takes a lot longer to make. Because you have to see that's interesting to me because I would think it would be quicker because these are mass-produced beers. Yeah. You would think they're actually very difficult to make, and mm -hmm. you need to have a huge. Well, they don't have to have a huge system, but you have to have a very well-calibrated system because they have to brew for a long time at a colder temperature than an IPA. Mm -hmm. You could turn around an IPA in a week. Cold or two. brewed, they say. Exactly. Interesting. You know, I took my kid to um, uh, a bar. No, yeah. Newark. Newark Airport to pick up my no. parents. Oh, it's a, a bar. It's no, worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over the weekend, I took my kid to Newark Airport. And across the street from Newark Airport is, is a giant brewery. There's a the big Budweiser brewery. Yeah. And we're driving past it. And, and, and my son says, is that where they make the beer? And I said, yes, in fact, it is where they make the beer. And he was like, wow. I think you can take a tour of that. They, made beer, they make beer in New Jersey. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they do. Sadly. But apparently they, they make, make bagels close. there, too. They do. Atlantic Bagel Company. You should try it. All right, but hold Monmouth on. Monmouth County. Let's still let promoting our. Yeah. No one's claimed their. Free no one's bagels. claimed their contest, their free bagels. If you just mention Brooklyn Paper Radio, when you go into any Atlantic Bagel Company, you get a free bagel. So, by the way, I've just gotten an email from Steve Hindy, who uh -huh. has already responded to my offer of a show, and he says we should. No. You no, know, he said we got to email Sam Itzkovitz. At the brewery. Listen, ah. no, Itzkovitz is a good guy. He's delegating. He's delegating yeah, it to yeah, Itzkovitz. True. Yeah, she's great. driving. It says his wife is responding. He's driving. Busy man, that, that Steve Hindy. He is. Okay. All right, what else is happening in Brooklyn? Well, there's going to be a new exhibit at the uh, New York Aquarium out in Coney Island. Oh, I heard we got a lot of information on that. that. Yeah, they're very... Uh, uh, yes, yes, we have a very fine press release. So this is, a, this is why, sharks, why right? Don't you just, why don't you just run that press release? I mean, it's, it's written no, better it, than it anything else. It would be very else. easy. Yeah, I don't you just run that. that press release. I don't know why we don't do that. Print it. Just well, print it. Well, why don't you run press releases, Vince? I don't know why we don't do that. We is it because run? it's antithetical <laughs> to journalism? I mean, it's the actual <laughs> opposite of what your readers want? <laughs> that could very well be I mean, because the they case. could get the press release online... They go into the website of the aquarium. I don't even know why they release press releases anymore. They should just put. They should right. just have their own websites and promote themselves there. Any newspaper. What do they need us for? Any newspaper yeah, that prints a press release newspaper. verbatim is doing a disservice to itself and its readers. You see that? It's yeah. a waste of. It's definitely a waste of money. There you go. There you go. All right. So they're having a big Shark Tank there. Uh, yeah. It opens it's a up. Shark Tank. Uh, actually. More than one shark. So you out. go there, and they tell you if your business... You should go there, Gersh, yeah, and find out if your business plan about dinner theater works. You should go into that shark tank and see what they tell you. You're going to do that? And if I come out alive, the come dinner out theater alive. is... Yeah. The sharks <laughs> agree. <laughs> do it. Well, you need to go Four in... Four out of five sharks. <laughs> <laughs> if one Safe. disapproves, I don't yeah, think I'm yeah. getting out. <laughs> Just jump in with the microphone. How do you feel? There you go. All right, so they got new sharks uh, there. What kind of sharks are there? No great whites, right? 
I don't believe so. But uh, No, you know why there are no great whites? Because there are no great whites in captivity. Because every time they try to put a great white shark in captivity, it dies. Are you aware of that? I was not. Yeah. Uh, I so figured the problem would be death for other people. No, the sharks, well, sharks, if they're not fed properly, they eat everything in the because tank. Because they need a, a space to roam? Or no, they, they, they don't know why. They just cannot You keep. know, if you put Gersh Kuntzman in captivity, he dies too. He does. Yeah. He does. It's just what, and that's what happened to Smart Mom's cat. You can read about that this Thursday on Brooklyn Paper on BrooklynPaper.com. Not not smart mom. Fearless uh, parenting. Fearless parenting. I apologize to uh, the great Stephanie Thompson for confusing her with the great uh, confusing one. Louise Crawford. Smart mom is so legendary. She's in your head. I know. Even though she hasn't written a column for Brooklyn Paper in like eight years. And I never edited her column. No, I did. I did. You did. Thank you. I won her. I won an award. I appreciate that. Anything else, Bill Roundy? Nothing. You got to have one more highlight for me. Oh yeah, well I'm looking forward to Afropunk coming up in August. Afropunk mm. in August, where's that going to be? Uh, it's going to be right in Fort Greene at uh, Commodore Park, and uh, headlining that one is going to be Janelle Monae. Oh, she's oh, great! Wow, yeah. she's, she's a big great. one, big Je- headline. Janelle Monae is one of those actresses. I say actress, actor. No, she's she's but a singer songwriter. She's a multi hyphen. But she yeah. came in as an actress, right? Actor. I don't think so. I think she came in as no. a singer. Okay, well, I saw her in that the astronaut movie. Yeah, the astronaut yeah. movie. Yeah. I thought she was amazing. Hidden figures. figures. Hidden yeah. figures. Yeah. Hidden fences. <laughs> no, picket no. figures. Anyway, picket. Figures. I thought she was amazing in that movie, and you could just see, she, like my daughter, she has. By the way, we're she lo- has that thing. We're losing Johnny. He's he's. He, we're losing him. <laughs> I just thought she was about great. Gersh in the Shark Tank. I just yeah. thought she was. All my point is, she was great, and then I heard some of her music, and it's like she's even better there. No, she's she a started as a started as a musician and uh, has done some great work. Very good, very good stuff. Love her. So she's going to be at the uh, at the Afro Punk. Yep, at the second day of the festival. Wow. Now, is that how much does that one cost? Um, it's going to cost you a little bit. That That's a pretty penny to get in there. Yeah, yeah I think it starts at around 50 or 60 bucks. How much did day. it cost you the first concert you ever went to, Bill Ronnie? How much did you pay? How much were tickets? Well, I'm pretty sure my parents paid for those tickets. But he went, to, he went to see the Beatles at Shea Stadium for $3. <laughs> it was, in fact, John Bon Jovi. Oh, or oh man. Bon Jovi at time. Um, uh, playing in Frankfurt, Germany. I think tickets were probably That's about where, 20 Let bucks. me tell you wow. something. That was like five marks. Five marks. That's where they earned their chops. That's what they were, they, didn't they do a whole, they did a whole thing in, in Berlin, right? They, they played there for years, right? The Bon, bon Jovi? Jovi. That's what made them great. That was 10,000 hours, right? No, that was David Hasselhoff. Oh, he was good. <laughs> he was good. All right, so you don't know how much you paid. Uh, Tony, you're a little younger. Gersh. First movie you went to, how much you pay for tickets? Uh, first concert, remember. remember? First concert I paid for myself. First concert that you went to, how much were the tickets? Believe it or not, The Police. Oh, I'm a little embarrassed, Sting. The Police. Why are you embarrassed by that? Uh, great. I love I The Stinger. No, I enjoyed yeah, the show. The it, just, it felt very corporate even then. It was 1984, I want to say. No, 1982. Uh huh. They weren't yet like... You know, they hadn't done synchronicity or whatever. It was after their first album, I think. Right, no, it was a big album, though. I know, I just, it felt very corporate. But you don't know how much the tickets were? I want to say like 20 bucks. Did yeah, you 20 see bucks, them right? In You'd say 20 New bucks. York or no, up in, in Arts Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, in Providence. Yeah. Yeah. You had to go to Providence I to see. I drove all night to see Sting and the Police. All right, you ready? I'm so embarrassed. I'm not even going to ask Tony because he's too young and his yeah, ticket I, prices yeah, will be. Yeah. All right, just tell us anyway. I, I never go to shows. I couldn't tell you because <laughs> I don't remember. All right, what was the first concert you went to? Again, I'm trying to think. I can remember the first CD I bought, but that's something else entirely. All right, what was the first CD you bought? The first CD I bought was 
Paula Cole. Nice. That's um, embarrassing. It's My first very CD, embarrassing. first CD I ever bought was Talking Heads Little Creatures. Because I had been buying LPs up until that point. That, oh, that so you're saying you're just going specifically to CD? Yeah, that was my crossover. Little yes. creatures. Yeah, the first CD I ever bought was The Stranger, Billy Joel. Wow. I bought the CD. I got that on LP. Oh, of course you did. Of course you did. And the first album I ever got that I like wanted for for Christmas that my parents got me was Glass Houses, 1979. Neil Young. Uh, Harvest, 1972. First album I ever bought with my own money at Corvettes. Oh, EJ Corvettes. It was like, it was like $4.99, I think. Oh, wow. Maybe oh, Corvettes was known for, for cheap, yeah. cheap albums. albums. Cheap albums. That bought was it a, new. I said, Neil Young's got a new album. Let's go get it. And it was new. It was $5 or less. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, back then, yeah. yeah. When I was in high school, college... I would not pay more than eleven ninety nine for a CD, and I would get it at the Wiz. And the Wiz did not Nobody sell CDs. Nobody beat the Wiz. They would not sell CDs. There was one point where all CDs, unless it was like a box set, was eleven ninety nine or or less, or fewer. Wow! So that now was you that. can't give them. First away. concert I ever went to, and bought the tickets for. I bought the tickets at I believe it was Get Set Sports on Eighty Sixth Street. This was back in the day where you had to sleep overnight yeah, yeah. on 86th Street in the car. Slept overnight. Oh yeah, in the car. Come on. Slept in the car. Yeah, we parked the car on 86th Street. That's Get not, set sports was sleeping there. online. You gotta nope. be online. You gotta be outdoors. Well, I the thing was, online. we slept in the car until like four or five a.m. Probably didn't start. And then we were the second. We were the second people in line. Smart move. That's they right. Sleep the in the car yeah. until the line yeah. starts. And then what, what we found out was they had given out like tickets oh. to people. Oh, earlier tickets in the week, which to was get BS. The tickets? So yeah. What was the show? What show? It was Billy Joel. Uh, Billy Joel at. Uh, Long Island, Nassau Coliseum, uh. $16 and change for the tickets. What year? 1986. I was 15 mm. years old. Uh, and one quick question. Is this show going to end at some point? No. I mean, oh, just keep talking. Yeah, we're still going. What else is going on in Brooklyn, Bill Roundy? Oh, I just got the seven-minute <laughs> warning from, from Jimmy. Jimmy, might, Jimmy might make it end. No, Jimmy has to go. Jimmy has a, he's got a meeting with the... Uh, with go management. Finish that light up dance floor at his house. Oh yeah, did you hear about Jimmy's dance floor? I heard about it last week. Last yeah. week on the show, yeah, we talked him. about that. So, all you right, were, so that's you it. Were getting a procedure. To that's that. everything yeah. happening in Brooklyn. That is everything that's happening in Brooklyn this summer. Thank you, Bill Roundy. He's done it Arts again. Arts and entertainment editor and a go national treasure. Brooklyn editor, cartoonist, and the guy and who, King Neptune and King Neptune at the at the and judge and. Ju- and jury, yeah, he's the judge. and crooked politician, I'm or crooked judge, accepting bribes. He's got more hyphens than Janelle Monet. Yeah, he's got it all. <laughs> he's been doing it. He's so thank you, very Bill. Accomplished. Thank you, Bill, for there coming. There he goes. In. Great Mark man. Good Great man. Bill and Roundy, thank you. You it's really, you know, shine. He's shown a light. I mean, on, we on what's did we not say it would be an action-packed, you know, summer-filled show? We did. When we started it, and there you have it. I'm going to take my shirt off just to celebrate the summer. I think you should do that. Let's Johnny, do can we get a picture of that? Yes, yeah. turn it on. You got the camera on, Johnny? That's what should be with the resumes. <laughs> By the way, you're <laughs> your, ha- your Hasselhoff shirt. What, what is interesting <laughs> is none of you have asked me why I look so good today. Like, I put a nice shirt on. I put nice pants on. I thought it because you were going to surprise us. No, I'm supposed no, to have a not, supposed to have a, Gersh is not dressed up for us. supposed to have a job interview today. I get I get there early because I biked into the city, sweaty, so I got there early. About a minute before we're supposed to meet, the guy cancels on me. So I've literally been sitting in the city for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's yeah. this sh- 
Well, uh, person. We don't want to say because say. He, I'm sure he rescheduled. Let's just stick to my current obsession, which is newspapers that print press, press releases, releases should not exist. No. Okay. That's not a problem with us because we, no, don't, we they, don't do they that. They should stop those presses. That's why we have Tony. And not. He, 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 he's, he's laser focused. He coalesces the vapor of human experience. He really does. <laughs> he's laser That's focused. the nicest thing anyone's yeah. ever My said other, about we're, we're running out of time here. No, we, we do but have I, to wrap I just, it up. I, just, I always feel like we could do more, Tony. I, I think we're not doing enough. I, I agree. I, mean, I, I think I, that we could just run a little bit faster, that we could reach our arms out a little bit Father, can't can't we not fill a little bit more page space? Yeah, I mean, I think we c- anyone can always do more. I really feel like we're not doing enough. Well, I, I'll give you one pointer, yeah. if I might. Let's just go a little in depth. Mel Brooks came up in conversation the other day. Me and Angela were talking about movies that we wanted to see, Blazing Saddles, obviously. Uh-huh, yeah. And I said, you know, Vince and I have been trying to get Mel Brooks to write his obit for the Brooklyn paper, right, for years, for years. And I'd like to put in another pitch on air. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks, if you can hear the sound of my voice. Right. He's, you know he's listening. He's from I'm Brooklyn. I'm sure he's listening. Write your obit. Think about how great this would be. Headline, Mel Brooks is dead. By Mel, By Mel Brooks. Brooks. And then the lead is, Mel Brooks, one of the greatest entertainers in the history of Brooklyn. You know, the history of mankind. Okay, but so you get the idea. Yeah. Mel, you have to do this. This is the, the greatest swan song. I mean, Gersh Kuntzman's written his own obit. I... But but that's not going to have the I'm same not impact. Surprised. Kunstman no, no. is dead by Gersh Kunstman. It's okay. Yeah. But not I would bad. I would pull back. It's not Mel. Mel Brooks is dead by Mel Brooks. I mean, think about it. No, I think that would that would. So get if you a can in our in our pitch it's to Mel, press release. we pointed out we don't you don't want to leave your you know your your obituary in in the hands of of obituary uh, writers. Else, yeah. They're terrible. No, well, they're I mean, look, a lot of them are great. The New York Times has wonderful obituary writers who probably have already interviewed Mel Brooks for their version of the story. They but probably it, have the story already. Yeah. But yeah, if I know Mel Brooks, he wants to put his spin. And imagine an obit written by Mel Brooks. It'll be hysterical. It'd be great. I Maybe mean, he'll do Carl Reiner's. All right. That's right. We could offer him that as a backup. Mm, yeah. Because Carl, Carl Reiner is still with us. Yeah. Carl Reiner is like 100, 100 years old. Yeah. It's like the 101-year-old man. And... <laughs> Something like what is that? Something like that. He's getting there. He can, no, he can six, tell you some stories. Six thousand. What was thousand, thousand, thousand year old? No, two, it was two thousand year old man, and, and it was a great sketch. Yeah, you know how words got their that egg, egg. <laughs> That's how the egg, all words originally sounded like what they were. They were right. Egg. That's my favorite bit from that. that. That's it. They used to do. They they just make that up on the spot. Like all those. More or less. I think some of it was scripted. Some of it had to be. Now there's lots of them. They, there's whole like there's total different versions yeah, of it. You, yeah. you can find twenty different versions of just like, you know, who's on first. Well, because uh, Reiner mm-hmm. Reiner was a great straight man, and he would sometimes change the questions, and Brooks, being so gifted at, at improv, could, yeah. could change on a dime. And you'd have to work work on it. And they 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 did some they did some good work, and I'd love to have that open. They, yeah. they were they were sort of li- the, if you're listening, they were the Demacellian Kunstman <laughs> of comedy. <laughs> Remember, right? <laughs> I think they were. They were. The de- and we're like, and we're and, the, we're, and, and we're just the Lennon and McCartney of community journalism. Yeah. You know, oh, we Not were supposed to have press release. We were supposed to have Saul in. I know. Oh, it's Saul Marquez is our is, it's our intern, greatest intern. intern ever. Yeah, it was really? his last day. Talk oh. about a national. Treasure. We were supposed to have him in. Good and we morning, <laughs> yes. 
Mr. Day. That's the song we play whenever an intern leaves. Oh. You wake yeah. up. And then we run a montage. And time has slipped away. <laughs> we do a montage of pictures of all the things we made them do. All the headlines. A montage of soft-feeding feral cats yeah. in Brooklyn Bridge Park. Oh, um, remember that? Great so story. So gather rosebuds while you may. <laughs> Getting the blotters. Um, that has, that song has the word ye in it. Remember? Do you remember the times of your life? That's fair use, right? I'm watching, I'm watching the montage now. You can see it's it happen. beautiful. Listen, Saul was great. I gave him 100 on his report card. Nice. Because when we have an intern, we have to, I have to do the report card. I gave him 100. And you're very honest with those assessments, I know. I am, no. This was easy. What is he, a high school kid? No, no, no. no. He's a college, college, college student. Good. He was one of our, our guys from... Uh, Bring him young. Bring him young. Oh, good. They want us there, Gersh. They keep saying they're going to pay for us to go there and do the master class. So, it's, Tony, here's the scam of the century. A new dean. We, we, we have said every year these Brigham Young interns come. We're great with them. We teach them journalism. It's, it's a great relationship. Every year we say to the guy, just fly us out there for a week. Gersh and I will do... And you know what? There was a younger guy here this time. And he said to me, you know what? If you guys want to come out, you got to come out during ski season. That's I said, you're damn right we do. That's all we've been talking Sweet about. Sweet in hey. the pot. We're not coming pot. out in the summer. It's, it's, so it's Salt you, Lake City. Can you get that set up, please? I'm trying to I make mean, it we've work. been educating I, I, the, the people of Utah for like 15 years. We really have. I mean, there are some great journalists. Uh, J.J. Despain. Oh, remember Despain? No, oh, he was good. I used to say the rain in Despain. Falls mainly. Falls mainly. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Plains. Iranian pains come mainly from Khomeini. You guys are great. All right, we're done a great job. I smell another. Are we? Are we done here, Dean. Johnny? We're well, done. He started the music. He's ready to start his summer in Brooklyn, um, I, as should all of you guys. Yeah, it was a great show. I want to thank, of course, the legendary Bill Rowdy, the American treasure. I want to thank Tony Rotuno, my co-host, and I want to thank for the surprise stop by Gersh Kuntzman, supposed to be doing Full a job interview. Yeah. Instead, shows up here. Does a radio show, and I'll see if I can that get him lunch. That's why for you that. should hire him. They'll do it, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>